Hi everybody, thanks for coming. Uh, you're listening to the Theater Talk. So in this episode, I am talking to Emily May Speckman and Maddie Sheffers. And you get to learn how they are creating a theater history class called Theater Things You Need to Know. So more about that uh, continuously in the episode. So let's get started. Hello, how are you? I'm good, how are you? I'm great. Okay, tell me how you say your name so I don't mess it up. Okay, uh, it's Alina. Alina, awesome. Alina, so nice to meet you. I'm so, so nice excited. to meet you too. Um, Emily should be coming. I just texted her and told her that I was joining. Oh, <laughs> um, okay. Okay, yeah, she said that she's coming. Yay, I'm so excited. I love that you're um, doing a podcast. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, I, sorry, go ahead, no, no, you go ahead, go for it. Okay, I was gonna say, like, what you guys are doing is super amazing, too. Oh, thank you. Um, I was just curious, how did you, how did you find us? Um, so I actually follow both you guys on Instagram, because I do virtual dance center, too. Oh, awesome, I had no idea. Wait, Emily, is Emily here? Hi! (laughs) There she is. Hi, Nad. Hi. (laughs) All right, I was, she, um, takes class at VDC. Yeah, no, I just heard that. Oh, awesome. <laughs> Yay. Okay, well, we're super excited and yeah. to do whatever you want to do. Okay, so for it, I have some questions from Instagram and then some questions just about theater things you need to know in general. And then I have one fun game that we can play towards the end. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I guess for the first bit is how did you guys come up with the idea for theater things you need to know? Um, yeah, so it actually is a kind of a funny story. Um, so we were watching a performance, one of, um, Emily and I watched this, uh, gaming channel called the Super Thought Bros, and, um, it's some of our other friends are on it, and they were doing, like, a live stream, and we were all watching one of, um, they're both performers that run the, the Mm -hmm. channel. Um, Corey, what's Corey's last name, M? Uh, Tarhan. Corey Tarhan and Alex Pracken um, run the channel, and Alex was doing a performance at the Muni, and we were all watching it, and one of our friends, um, or actually multiple of our friends, uh, didn't know what some of these, like, classic songs were from, and, like, they were singing songs from, like, Oklahoma, and She Loves Me, and Les Mes, even, and um, Em and I are in this group chat, and we're like, wow, this is so beautiful, like, I love this show, and people kept saying, I've never heard of this, or I don't know what this show is, and then, um, and you can kind of take it from there, so I don't tell the whole story. Yeah, um, and we, we just started making jokes, saying, like, oh my gosh, no, we're gonna buckle down and teach you guys, like, a class on, like, um, how important the classics are, um, to theater today, and it all, like, really started as a joke, but then everyone in, like, our chat was, like, wait a second, we'd actually, like, do this if you did it, and so we're, we called after the stream, we were, like, do you want to actually do this? Um, and it, it really just went from there. And then we you know, started contacting people and we had no idea that over a hundred people would be interested in it, but you know, here we are. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> so um, also I have, um, can you guys explain a bit what it is to some of our listeners? Yes. Um, so kind of what we what we decided to name it uh knowing the classics because I think it's so important that um especially for artists that are going into the industry you know 
um, what the classics are, classics meaning like kind of like golden era or the golden age yeah. and, um, and beyond, like how, how has theater evolved? How is it, how have we gotten to like, you know, Hamilton and Hadestown and like mm-hmm. these crazy musicals? So kind of what the class is, is our brand is called Theater Things You Need to Know. And um, kind of our mission is to just really inspire and educate and help people learn um, these things that maybe like people in the industry expect you to know, but you never really have a formal way of learning. So that's kind of something like I've had my fair share of auditions and they're like, can you sing something that's like more in the style of like Oklahoma, but not Oklahoma? So it's, it's kind of like, then like your mind is like, oh my gosh, what, what, what do I sing? And being able to know like, oh, Oklahoma happened in this, in this year, which these musicals are like Oklahoma. So I'm going to sing something from that. Um, That has really been, it's really helped my stress levels in an audition. Um, So just kind of being able to educate everybody and uh, just really help people know where theater came from. Cause I mean, we all got, we got Broadway just didn't fall out of the sky. So I think it's really important to know the history of all of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I definitely remember uh, my parents taking me to like Les Mis and like Phantom of the Opera. And I remember being like super traumatized by Phantom. Like yes. I couldn't be in the <laughs> by myself for more than like 10 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> I'm traumatized by it. But I definitely enjoyed it and I can like see it again now and like really like really appreciate the show now. So Mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely. And I think it's so important too. I mean, like Lemez not may not be everybody's cup of tea. Like I may I may want to hear people talk whenever they give me a show. Or maybe people love it. They're like, wow, I never had the idea that someone could just sing to me and tell me a story. So I think it's so important to to understand that and to understand that there's so many different kinds of stories. Yeah. Yeah, it's super cool. All right, so uh, somebody asked, what are your guys' favorite shows? Ooh. <laughs> Maddie, you want to go first or should oh. I? I can go first. Go, go ahead, take it away. Okay, I always say that my all-time favorite show, it's Bandstand. Yeah. I love Bandstand with my entire heart. It has a very, very close spot in my heart. Um, and yeah, I just, I think the show is beautiful. I think the music is amazing. I think it does such a great job at, um, telling a story that needs to be told, and mm-hmm. yeah, great show. Yeah, um, what about you? <laughs> um, so I have a few. Um, I can't ever pick one. I kind of go in like categories, so mm-hmm. I think like the show um, that kind of like got me into theater was A Chorus Line, um, because it is so focused I'm a I lead with dance so it is so focused on dancers and ensemble members I'm like that's exactly what I want to do with my life so that was kind of the show that inspired me it's not necessarily like my favorite show yeah um but that is the show that got me into theater I would have to say that my favorite show just because it checks all of the boxes of the kind of style that I love is 42nd street Ooh. and thought I was going to say something else, but that's coming, um, <laughs> and shaking her head, and then I think my, my favorite musical kind of, like, in, in, like, the, here it comes, in the, <laughs> um, the rock musical, like, 80s, like, kind of where musical theater got a little weird and trippy, is, it has to be Cats, I, something yeah. about it, it's a dance musical, it mm-hmm. is a triple threat, mu- I mean, the singing, acting, dancing, like, you have to have it all to be yeah. in that show, I love it so much. And then my favorite, sorry, this is such a long answer, but I have so <laughs> no, many. No, no, it's only totally um, My favorite, like, current day um, 
Current day musical that is my favorite is probably Aladdin. I'm such a Disney gal and I'm a little biased because I have a few friends in the show, but um, shout out to all of my friends in Aladdin if you're listening, but I love it so much. It's so magical. I cry every time I see it and Mm -hmm. it's just Disney. Disney does it for me. I mean, if you can make a carpet (laughs) fly, then you're going to send me to tears. Yeah, so basically when I went to go see Aladdin, the carpet wasn't working, so they oh, just no. sat on a bench and on the stage, and so I was so disappointed. Oh, oh no. <laughs> you gotta go I back and it's, see like, it. super cool. Yeah, it's so cool. It's such a magical show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so somebody else asked uh, for some advice for, like, juggling theater and, like, school together, because I know I have some trouble with that, too, keeping my grades up. Uh, yeah, Em, you want to take this one? And then I'll got go. you. Um, as a high school student, I have been there. I have done that. And trust me, sometimes it can get very, very stressful. Something that I do, um, started doing this my sophomore year, and I'm entering my senior year now. Yeah. Um, that has really, really helped me is I get like a paper planner. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I write absolutely everything down so that I'm never having something that's crossing. Um, but that's more so on like the... Um, trying to go from point A to point B. Honestly, my best advice is take it, not take it easy on yourself, but be kind to yourself. Um, because, you know, get, crossing stuff over like that, it's, it's going to raise a lot of anxiety and a lot of stress. Um, and if you're going against yourself in that circumstance, it's not going to help you much. Um, and I learned that the hard way. <laughs> Um, but I've, I've just learned that being kind to yourself and giving back to yourself whenever you find that you can, um, has helped a lot emotionally, um, and mentally on that aspect. But I also think that it's just very important to stay as organized as you possibly can. Um, and just know that everything that you're doing is going to be worth it and that your hard work is going to get you somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, something that I always try to remember is I've, I've graduated high school, so I've, I've done that whole thing. And, um, I think the biggest thing to me was to, to know exactly, I mean, you don't have to know exactly what you're going to do with your life. I still don't know what I'm doing with my life right now, but I think that the biggest thing to remember is that when you make a commitment to theater, know that your heart made that commitment. And you did that because you have a love for it. Like, I don't know anyone that just like willingly says, yeah, I don't know about it. Maybe like, I don't really like theater, but I'm going to do it anyways. Cause it is a commitment. I mean, you put your heart and your soul out on stage for people to see. And a lot of people like, first of all, kudos to everyone who does theater that's listening because there aren't very many people that willingly want to do that. Um, so I think the biggest thing I would always remember is because I was never really into like going to football games or like being on the cheer squad. I never did that because I was so involved in dance and theaters and that I knew that that was where my heart was. So if you can really tell yourself, this is exactly what I want to do. My heart has guided me here. So I'm going to put everything, every ounce of my energy into it. It'll make your experience so much better. Because if you halfway do something, you're going to be, especially with theater, if you halfway do theater, if you halfway do a show, it's not going to be fun. You're not going to have fun doing it. You're not going to learn as much. So 
my biggest advice when you're juggling multiple things is to just put your heart and soul into every single thing you do. So like if it's this math test that you have that you really don't want to take, be like, nope, but I'm doing, I'm going full out no marking with my theater life. So I'm going to go full out no marking with my math life. And you're going to see like your, your mind is going, you're going to be so proud of yourself because you you gate like it's almost like auditioning like um i was listening to an earlier podcast and you said that you should leave that room knowing that you couldn't have done any better do that with everything that's kind of how i got through high school and like finally got to the point in my life where i'm like i just do that all i do is theater yeah so like uh this is actually one for me that i wanted yeah. to do because uh my school was doing greece but you know i've got oh. and everything oh. And so, uh, half of my cast actually didn't want to be there because their siblings were doing it, and, like, the drama teacher emailed their parents to make their older kids do it, so half of my my cast just, like, didn't want to be there, so it was a lot of, like, goofing around, and some of us were actually thankful that we didn't get to do this show because it would have been a mess. Like, what do you guys, like, what would you do if, like, there was, like, the cast just, like, wasn't all together like they should be? Mad, do you want to go? Uh, sure. I can, I can if you don't, but. Um, yes, go ahead and take this one. I have, I have a situation in my head, but I need to sort it out. So go ahead You're and take good. this one. So it's really funny that you say that because I was literally in the same boat this past year. Um, I was playing Frenchie in Greece before COVID happened. Mm-hmm. And um, there were, there were some people in the cast that just really had it. And then there were some people that did not. Um, and they made the show so bad for everyone else. Um, and I just, it, I, I came home sometimes and I would cry cause I was in multiple shows at once. Um, and I was like, you know, why aren't people putting as much effort into this show as I see other people putting into this show? And it really frustrated me, but I think I had to remind myself that at the end of the day, um, putting the 110% in instead of the 100% is what was going to get you somewhere. Um, it, whether it be, you know, making an example for your director, um, proving to your other students that you want to take this seriously and that this is something that you want to do with your life. I just think that, you know, keeping the end goal in your mind is so important. But um, the wise Dan DeLuca has, <laughs> has said several, several times that um, you're, there's, there's a difference between people who um, just want to get to the end of something and people who really want to live in the moment. And that if you are simply singing a song, doing a dance, performing a monologue just to get to the end, you're not doing it for the right reason. Um, and I think that you need to really like tap into yourself and realize why am I doing this? Why does this matter so much to me? And you can even think like, why doesn't this matter to them? Um, and I, I just think it's so important to not cover for them, but give, 110% of yourself and then 110% for that other person too. Because at the end of the day, let's say your show did go on and let's say, you know, it, you, you don't think that it went as good as it could have. The people in the audience are going to be able to tell the difference between the people who genuinely wanted to be there and genuinely loved it and the people that were just doing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of just to piggyback off of what Em was saying is, you know, people, um, the best thing in this situation you can do is to inspire people. Mm-hmm. I, um, I've always kind of been someone who 
like I would just sit and I would just watch and I would take in. I'm like, what are, what are these people doing? Or like whenever the entire cast has to, they're like the like lighting crew or sound crew will be like, okay, everyone just like sit and stand in one place so we can figure this out. Instead of just being like, oh my gosh, I have to sit here and they're wasting so much of my life. Wonder like, what are they doing? What, what do they need to figure out? And like, always be curious and always learn how to learn. I, that is my biggest thing. I tell all of my students that I teach, I'm like, you guys need to learn how to learn because there are so many opportunities that you can just skip over whenever you're in one of these situations. And, um, the, like the biggest thing that I've like, because I was curious, because I was like, what, how does, why does that light not look good on me? Or why does that light look good on me? Why do these colors mix so well? because I was asking myself those questions, I eventually got the courage to go up and ask the lighting designers. And now I have a degree in lighting design. So I think it's, I think it's so important because curiosity can lead to so many opportunities. And that, I mean, really that's how, like, that's how this whole thing started. Like people were curious. They wanted to know how history worked, what happened, how did we get to Broadway? So that, I think like, allowing yourself to be curious and uh, and setting that example of curiosity and mm -hmm. and just always being always being um I don't know what like what the word would be but like always being in tune with what's going on around you can inspire so many people yeah okay um so someone asked who are you guys' biggest inspirations Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Emily I'm not gonna say it. Say it. say it. I have to think of someone else. I'm Why? Not, I'm not. I'm not pulling. I'm not. You know what? No, I will pay a Say I'll it. That card. For anyone who knows the kind of person I am, you are expecting this answer. Um, you know, I, I always, I always say this, and it makes me seem like such a fangirl. But truly, one of, my, one of my biggest inspirations overall is my mother. Um, mm -hmm. absolutely love her with my entire heart. Has worked so hard to be where she is now um and i'm i'm so proud of her um but one of my biggest inspirations in the arts is um joshua burridge we, love um, josh. <laughs> we do love josh and i i don't just say that because you know oh she's she's wearing the newsy shirt she you know is a fan of newsies like yes but um i've gotten to watch josh i've i've known him for a few years now um, and I've gotten to watch him change over time. And I've watched him become the amazing performer that he is today. And he's always been an amazing performer. But I think it's just so inspiring how he puts kindness above anything. Mm -hmm. um, and that's something that you see a lot of performers today fake. Um, but he is just genuinely such an amazing person. And his talent is absolutely immaculate. Um, <laughs> And I, I just think that he is such a good, authentic, genuine person to look up to in the arts. Yeah, he's awesome. We love him. He is awesome. We do love Josh. Um, so for me, um, again, I have multiple answers. Now um, he's going to have this huge backstory and I'm here like, it's, Josh It's Burr. not. Josh back <laughs> You have a backstory too. Um, so I am a dance teacher. It's kind of my side hustle in between jobs. Um, and I, some, like my biggest inspirations, honestly, are these kids that I teach. They like, <laughs> um, they are like the reason why I go and teach classes because without the kids, there's no class. Mm -hmm. And 
truly they teach some days they teach me more than I am teaching them because a dance step can only go so far. But whenever they, I mean, they have taught me the ability to, to be able to pick up on cues on like, this person looks a little off today. Should I say something? Probably. Should I be like, Hey, I've noticed like that you are, that you're looking a little sad. Is there anything I can do? And because they have taught me those lessons, it has gotten me so, so far in making these friendships and making these connections. Um, kind of like how Emily was saying is that Josh always leads with kindness and kindness. I promise everyone that is listening, like get, like write this down in a notebook or something, but kindness will get you a job over talent. People want to work with people who are workable who like you, you can teach someone how to dance. You can teach someone how to perform, but you cannot teach someone how to be kind. And I think that that, because they've taught me that, like truly they are my biggest inspirations because sometimes it's very easy. Like, you know, when you're in a show and like you're working and you're like, yeah, I got it. Like I'm kind of like just sailing on these, on like my, my, the waves of my life aren't too choppy right now. It's very easy to get in your head and be like, yeah, I'm fine. Like, I don't, I don't really need to worry about anything but it's also so important to continue to have that heart. Um, so then kind of leads into my second answer is um, last summer I uh, was working for Sesame Street and Sesame Street is all about kindness. So every time uh, we would go out and perform, like, I mean, you're like these, like Grover, Elmo, Oscar, like they're all celebrities to like these four-year-olds and they're like, wow. And just something about seeing them look up and just be in awe at these performers is, is so special and it's like I was there one time like I was such a Disney kid growing up and I would watch these parades and be like that's what I want to do I think I always knew that I wanted to be a performer but I know ne it never really clicked until high school and but like being being on stage and um being like on the other end of it and seeing these kids just look up and some of them like were so involved in the characters, but I remember there was this one day and there was this little girl who just watched the dancers. And I was like, that was me. I saw a piece of her in me and it was the most insane thing. I started crying in the show. It was just, it was a crazy experience. And I think that just like things like that, people like that, I don't even know their names. The, those kind of people inspire me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So someone else asked, oh, well, they said, I've always been in the ensemble. How do I get a lead? Ooh, Ooh, um, this is let me definitely... tell you this right now. Ensemble lives matter. Ensemble yes. lives is so <laughs> important. Um, this is definitely more of an Emily question because uh, because I lead with dance, I always audition for ensemble roles. Mm -hmm. um, I've only ever played ensemble roles, so um, I can't really tell you about. A le I've understudied leads, but that's just kind of because they needed an understudy. Um, but I can talk about that. But M, you can kind of take the lead part. I got She's you. Okay. So um, I, I have been there. I, I know the struggle of, of reading the cast list and seeing the word ensemble next to your name when you know that you, you wish you would have gotten, you know, a, a named character. Or lead. It, it hurts. Um, but let me tell you that it is so important to have that experience. It is so important to, because in my eyes, I personally think that the ensemble is the backbone of a performance. Um, I always give the analogy that, okay, so you go to see a, um, a choir, um, one of their performances, right? There's a difference between a solo and the whole choir, right? But would you get that huge, huge, huge crowd there um, labeling it as, hey, I'm having a choir concert 
if you only hear one person? No, that'd be a complete different kind of thing. Um, and I, I just think the ensemble is so important because they can tell such an amazing story, um, whether or not they have lines or not. But making the transition um, from getting an ensemble role to getting a lead um, is one that personally took me several, several years. Um, but I will tell you that the way I did it was by putting in the hard work. Um, do your research on the show. Um, find other shows that are similar to this. I'll use um, this past November, I got the chance of playing Lady Macbeth in Macbeth. <laughs> um, oops, I said the M word. <laughs> um, but how I, I like using that example because I dove completely in and I did all the research. I knew that show like the back of my hand. Um, I watched several versions of it so I can get an idea of how other people played the role, but I wanted to make the role my own. Um, I, I just think it's so important to, to research, 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 because like Maddie said, you can never stop learning. Um, and it's, it's such a gift that each of us have that um, we, we learn through experience um, and we learn through watching other people. And I think just really practicing to yourself, practicing to your parents, practicing to your closest friends, um, contacting your directors, see what you can do in your community. Um, get involved, like really show that it's, it's in your heart because I can guarantee you right now, um, if you show up and, and not only meet them halfway, meet them at a hundred percent, don't make them have to come to you. You want to show them that you are all in, in this thing. Um, because you know, from a director standpoint, if you're standing behind the table and someone comes and, um, auditions and you have two people that you have considering for a lead, the difference could be the fact that one person shows up to every single rehearsal. One person took things that much more seriously and that person might get the job, um, might, might get the part, everything, because you simply just put in the effort and you show that deep down, not only in your brain that this is what you want, um, but you want it in your heart as well. And I think it's so important to go back to that thing I said earlier, if, if you're doing it just to get to the end of the song, you aren't putting your eggs in the correct basket. Um, I think that it's so important to, I'm going to quote Bandstand real quick. Um, the quote is sing because you need to sing. Um, you want act just because you need to act. This, the, the, the connotation of having a lead is you have a lot of responsibility put on your shoulders but you are able to, like Maddie said in the previous question, um, inspire others because you are making a, a good leader of yourself. Um, I, I, hope, I hope that answers the question. I just went <laughs> yeah. on for a really long um, tangent. I'm sure <laughs> we'll find out from the, from the person who sent it. But definitely, like, I led, like, a lot of, like, the ensemble life, I guess, because I'm mm -hmm. pretty sure at one point I did play the dog in Annie. I played Sandy. And... So I played that role when, when I was in like second grade. I definitely enjoyed it a lot because I got to crawl on the ground and that was fun. <laughs> but like I did a lot of ensemble and I remember being like super disappointed the days that I would get it. But then like towards the like end or like the final performance, I was like, oh, I miss being an ensemble performer. Uh-huh. And I, th I think it's so important that um, I, I'm not going to name the show, but I had an experience where I, I went in, I really, really thought I nailed the audition. And then everyone told me like, hey, I think you're gonna get this. And I didn't. 
Um, and I, I want to validate everyone that is listening that it's okay. It's okay to be upset. Um, you know, especially if you get your hopes up like that. Um, you know, you're going to get a dozen no's before you get that yes. Mm -hmm. And that's just the reality of being in this industry. But I think the second that you're able to, you know, read a cast list and be like, okay, I got this. It's not what I wanted, but I'm going to make the best out of the part that I have. I, I think the second that you can start living in that kind of mindset, you're going to fall in love with theater more. You're going to love the experience so much more than if you would have spent the entire time watching the person who played the role that you wanted being like, ah, oh, I could have done it so much better than them because <laughs> you putting someone else down is not going to get you the satisfaction and um, the happiness that you were looking for via getting the lead. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, something to kind of also go off of that is like when, once you get into like the audition room, um, two things I always like to remember is like, I like, like I said, I love dancing. Dancing is my passion. That is that like, it's, that's where I love to be. I love to be dancing on stage. So most of the time it's in the back in an ensemble, but I mean, I wouldn't mind being a lead um, every now and then, and something I always remember is when you go into the audition room, don't go in with a certain, like, of course, like you're auditioning for this part, but like, don't go in being like, I'm only auditioning for this role and that's all yeah. because they might look at you and be like, she has the look that we need for ensemble track number five. She is this height. She has this color hair. And I know typecasting is kind of like going out now, but it still exists and it's still out there. So don't, don't shut those opportunities down in your head because you never know what they're looking for. And then the second thing I always like to remember is don't go into the audition room begging for a role. Show them that they need you more than you need them. And if you don't get this, if you don't get this show, guess what? Like, even though we're in a time of a pandemic, there's going to be so many more shows. Like, I promise, I promise everyone, I wish I could put this on a billboard. Like, if you don't get this show, you will get one eventually. And when people like ask for my advice, I'm like, learn to love the word no and strive for the word yes. Yeah, no, I, I felt that in the sense that piggybacking off of that, um, I, I just, I think it's so important to remember that in any kind of audition, they want you to do good. You know, they, they want their search to be done. Yes. Um, and that the second that you go in thinking, oh, they want me to be the absolute best that I can be, then I, I think it's, it's putting yourself in a, a better mindset to help you as a performer overall. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you never know what's going to, like, what role is going to prepare you for the next one. Like you, like you saying that you were, you played Sandy and Annie, like, Hey, maybe that's preparing you to be a cat in cats. Like you never, you never know. Cause I'm like, now you know how to act like an animal on stage. Yeah. Boom. So somebody asked, what was the biggest stage mishap that you've had? <laughs> oh, gosh, I have a lot of those. <laughs> <laughs> Maddie, do you have one off the top of your head? Oh goodness. Um, let's I have see. too many that I'm like trying to pinpoint my best one. I don't have a whole, like nothing that's like super like crazy. Um, hmm. I'm trying to think of like a, a crazy one that's kind of funny. I know that's, yeah. Um, yeah, I definitely have one, but like if you guys want to go first then. How about you go while well, I think? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, uh, my school was doing Aladdin, and, like, 
at the end when it's like Aladdin and Jasmine's wedding and Aladdin does that whole speech of like, I might not be like a prince, but I love you. And then uh, the Sultan is supposed to be all like, oh yeah, then you can marry my daughter. So Aladdin went, he's like, do I have your permission? He goes, no. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> we all start laughing insanely until like backstage, like the director is all like, stop it, stop it. <laughs> and so, like, we just keep laughing. Like, the audience is so confused. And then they just start playing the music to the finale. And then, so our genie just goes, yeah, you guys can get married in my lamp. And so then that happened. And so, like, after the show, we're all, like, meeting our parents in the audience. They're like, what happened? And we were like, we honestly don't know. Hmm. You know, sometimes you're, you just go to the, you go to the white room and then you're, you say no to the marriage. <laughs> you say no to the marriage. <laughs> yeah, he just went, no. And we're like, no. what are you doing? Oh, goodness. Um, okay, I, I thought of mine. So, um, this was whenever I was, uh, working for Sesame Street. Um, so kind of like as, as a, like, so there's live dancers and then there's like the characters that everybody knows. So as a live dancer, your job is to one, dance and entertain and two, to kind of keep an eye on like, just make sure everything's going okay. Cause, um, you, you never know what can happen. Like, hello, it's live entertainment. Um, so, uh, we started the show. It's going great. It's like the big opening number and like the energy's high, everyone's dancing. And then, um, the performer that was in the Prairie Dawn costume, um, she's, like, doing great. She looks cute. She's, like, like, um, like, it's kind of like a, we call it necking, so, like, you squeeze, like, this little thing, and it makes their mouths move, and, um, actually, I don't know if I can say this. You might need to take that part out of the podcast. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry, I don't, that might have destroyed the music. Anyways, um, the magic, not the music. So start it here. <laughs> so we're doing this big performance and, um, everyone is like, has high energy. And I look over and I'm like, yeah, Prairie Dawn. And one of her eyeballs popped out of the costume. And I'm like, Prairie Dawn. <laughs> so then I grab the eyeball off of the ground and I like take, like grab her arm and like walk her backstage and like pop her eyeball, her eyeball back in and then walk her back outside. I'm like, Prairie Dawn, everybody. Um, and that's my Sesame Street um, mishap moment. <laughs> I love that for you. Mine are both, um, mine are both in a rehearsal process. So um, this one isn't very, very embarrassing, but I just thought it was, it was cute and short and fun to share. Um, because my other one isn't as funny as either of yours, because I was trying to think of something that happened specifically to me. So um, I mentioned earlier that I played Lady Macbeth last year, um, and my best friend got to play Lady Macduff. Um, and so we had this whole, when we first read through, um, we have like this thing where it's like, hi, my name is so-and-so, I'm playing so-and-so, and this is a fun fact about me. And um, I wanted to mention that um, hi, my name is Emily May. I'm playing Lady Macbeth. And I wanted to say that I, um, I got a can, I, I almost got a concussion the day that, um, the, the, when the cast list came out, I got so excited that I almost slammed my head against my sink. Right. Um, and then my best friend was going to say, hi, my name is yada, yada, yada. I'm playing yada, yada, yada. And I witnessed her almost smacking herself on the sink. Um, but because we were going in an order like this, uh, clockwise and we were sitting counterclockwise of each other I was like okay we're just gonna skip over each other and I'll go first 
Um, and I said to everyone, I was like, hi guys, my name is Emily May Speakman. I'm playing Lady Macduff. And then it took me like five seconds to realize what I said. And I was like, no, I'm not. I'm playing Lady Macbeth. And it was, it was really, really <laughs> embarrassing and fun, but everyone like knew that I was playing her. So that was just a tiny one. But I think my favorite one that's ever happened to me is last summer. We opened a year ago yesterday. I was in Newsies and same best friend and I decided, um, because we didn't really get a vacation because the show took off our entire summer. Um, we were going to go to the beach because I live in North Carolina and there's like beaches like only like an hour away from us. So we stayed. Um, our first tech was a Saturday. So we stayed the Friday night and then we were going to leave um, Saturday morning and then be there Saturday for the rehearsal. But we were at the beach. You know, it's really hot at the beach and um, neither of us had really um, eaten <laughs> or drank anything that day. Um, and my mom kept texting me like, um, on your way back, make sure you get food so that you're not like dying. And I was like, oh yeah, I will. But on our way back, we were like, we're not hungry. Um, and so we were like, you know what, let's just skip the food. Bad idea. Wish I didn't. Um, we all know the structure of, um, Newsies. We know that carrying the banner is like the first, Hey, here's everybody kind of number. Um, and I was in this long sleeve wool shirt with my hair that was down to like my chest um in braids packed under a hat <laughs> and I hadn't eaten I hadn't drank anything and right before we started my friend Henry tapped me and was like are you okay and I was like yeah I'm fine and he was like you don't sound fine and I was like uh, I'm, I'm it's just really hot back here you know <laughs> um and I got through over half of carrying the banner. And then the second that we actually started dancing, I jumped up um, and I passed out midair. <laughs> I passed out midair and my body fell on our stage and everyone was panicking. And then I spent the rest of the run through um, backstage with one of our, I, I didn't know at this time and neither did the mom that gave it to me knew that it was, it was one of Catherine's like scarves, but like she dunked it in water and had it like pressed on my head. And then my director was like, Emily, you're not going on for the rest of the time. It's perfectly fine. Get changed. Um, and then my choreographer was like, I mean, if you feel comfortable, you can go on from like once and for all in the end. But I was already changed. So here I am still in like the newsboy cap and all the bruise makeup and stuff with uh, a tie-dye Bahamas tank top, um, jean shorts amongst a bunch, bunch of um, people just like newsboys and my community theater always says you know um you're not allowed food backstage unless you're this specific person who needs it for a medical issue or emily to make sure that she doesn't pass out <laughs> so that was always fun okay so that's all that i have for questions and so the theater game that i have is one that i play a lot with my friends it's where we cast the characters of a musical in the in a high school production of and then yada 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 Okay. Oh. Okay. So the first one is the characters of Legally Blonde in Wicked. <laughs> oh goodness. Oh my goodness. Okay. Um wow, okay. I have to think Legally Blonde. I haven't listened yeah, to that I know. in a moment. Same. Uh, it's so funny because every time I think of Legally Blonde, I love um this is way off topic, but I love the pronoun showdown of 54 below and I just think of Dan DeLuca singing uh so much better. Uh, from okay. Anyways, so I definitely think L is gotta be Glinda. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Um. Goodness. 
Um, M, you go. Um, names, names. It's been such a hot second since I've listened. There's Emmett. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, no. I'm not. I'm gonna. I'm gonna tackle the girls first because I feel okay. like the girls would be more difficult. You know what? I feel no because. Because it's obvious that Elle would be Glinda. But the thing is, is that I'm trying to think of anyone else that could built out something like Defying Gravity. Um, ooh, see, that's a good point. But then that's, again, yeah, I mean, exactly. it, you know, it is 2020. I mean, we can always gender bend these roles. Yes, yes, you can. True. <laughs> you have mentioned that, you can. True. Um, <laughs> I want to catch Emmett as Alphabet. Yes. <laughs> Hey, I, I love it. It's alliterated. I think we should do it. Emmett is Alphaba. <laughs> cool. I, I, I think it's I think it's set. Yeah, um, yeah that's okay. It. The next cast. Okay. So we have the characters of Mean Girls in uh six. So I don't know if you guys actually listen to six. Yes. Uh, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I was supposed to see it this summer, but you know, this happened. I aw. I feel like Regina would be Kay Howard. <laughs> yes, yeah. definitely. I feel like I feel like Regina would be Kay Howard. I think um um Karen would be uh oh my goodness. It's um the I know exactly what her costume looks like. She wears like the green. Oh, oh, Bolin. oh. Bolin. Bolin. Yeah. Yes, 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 yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Um Same. Okay. Um, Level-headed. Um, you know what? Full send. I want to see Damien as uh, Seymour. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, Gretchen. Who would Gretchen be? We have the second, the third, and the fifth. So the ones you guys have left are Aragon, Cleves, and um, Catherine Parr. I feel like just level-headedness, I feel like Katie would have to be Parr. Yes. Mm-hmm. Actually. I feel like Jana- Janice, yep. Janice would be <laughs> Cleves. I kind of Wait that. a minute. Okay, so I feel like we should, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw us for a loop here. I oh. think that Regina should be the king. Oh! oh. <laughs> Okay. I mean, I know that the king is not actually in the show, but King Henry. They're all referring. Plot twist, Aaron is Kay Howard. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I would live to see that. I I like it. And Glenn Coco can understudy everyone. Yes. (laughs) Definitely. Oh my gosh, yes. I love Glenn Coco. And wait, wait, I feel like we had one more left. Oh, yeah, you guys have to do Aragon. Aragon. What? I'm so sorry. I Kevin G. Yes. <laughs> it's wait, Kevin what G. One, what song does Aragon sing? Uh, No Way. I think that's the song. No Way. Um, yeah. Oh. Once again, Kevin G. <laughs> I stand by that. Justice for my mathletes. Yes. Regina's mother. Yes. I, yo, <laughs> yes. Regina's mom. The cool mom. Okay. Cool mom. So the next one is the characters of Beetlejuice in Greece. 
Oh my goodness. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> hang on. I'm going to run and get my lap. I'm going to get my charger really quick because I'm at oh, 3%. Yeah, yeah, okay. I got you. Um, okay. I know he's not a very main character, but Adam Maitland, um, he radiates Roger energy to me. Ooh. Like, I, I feel like Adam would make a very good Roger. Um, oh, oh, wait. Hiding on video. Okay. I like got scared because her video disappeared and I still have high non-video versions of Inception dance. Oh. Um, okay, so I, or we can just throw for a loop and put the Maitland as Sandy and Danny. Ew, that's, that's a loop. The thing is, is that I don't think their personality is very fit. You know what? If I were, I'm gonna, I'm gonna switch things up a little, okay. I feel like Barbara would make a good Sandy. I feel like Barbara would, but I do not see Adam being Danny. That's not, I don't, I don't feel like that's the kind of person that Adam is, but I'd hate to say I'd pair her with Beetlejuice. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I kind of see Lydia as, they're so different. Maddie, wow, I'm stumped. Um, <laughs> Honest to God, I was about to be like, oh, Lydia would be Frenchie, but the only correlation of that is the short hair. Yeah. <laughs> like, literally, like, they have nothing in common other than the fact that they both have short hair. Um, hmm. Hang on. I need to... See, Barbara's very goody two-shoes, and that's in, until, you know, Barbara 2.0. Um, and that's why I was like, oh, Sandy, duh. Yeah. Not the blonde correlation. <laughs> so how me, like, for some, like, inspiration, uh, me and my friends... We actually tested Beetlejuice as Sandy. Ooh. Because <laughs> we felt like that'd be fun. And we actually made Lydia Rizzo. Oh, uh, yeah. That's yes. it. That is it. That is it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, I kind of, well, I see, I was going to put Delia with Rizzo because, like, she's kind of, like, oh. you know, like, a little bit of an airhead and, like, beauty school dropout. She's all about, like, the success, you know? Did you mean to say Frenchie, not Rizzo? Yeah. Yes. Uh, no. Did I say Rizzo? I meant Frenchie. <laughs> yeah, you said Rizzo. Yeah. <laughs> You're like Rizzo. I stand by that. I stand by that. Yeah, I think that's. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Make make Sexy Miss yes. Argentina be, uh, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> Sexy yes. All right. Do you guys want to move on to the next one or stay on that one? Um. Let's go to the next one. Okay. Right, let's so go. The next one is the character is a waitress in Hairspray. Oh, that's See, a I, good I like one. this. You know, we should play this um, for the class because it's taking like modern, like current day and putting that. it into different yeah. eras. We will um, be crediting you for the game. Yes. Oh, cool. Okay, hairspray. Wait, I we're doing waitress. Girl, I want, wait, wait, yeah, waitress and waitress hairspray. hairspray. Okay. I want to see my girl Becky as Tracy. Oh, yeah. yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah. I want to see my girl Becky. <laughs> Um, I think that Dawn is definitely Penny. Oh, 100%. Um, who's Jenna? This is, this is a big one. We can, we can gender bend it. Um, I feel like, well, wait. Um, I feel like Link, almost. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Yes. Okay. <laughs> Final answer. We casted Joe as Amber. 
Oh, uh, okay, okay. I like that. I love that. Okay. So for the last one, or do you guys again want to stay on this one? Um, let's go to the next one. Let's okay, go so last the last one. one because I love Andrew Keenan Bolger and Ben Cook. Um, we're doing the characters of Tuck, Everlasting, and Newsies. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, okay. I love these shows so much. Okay. <laughs> Cast my boy Hugo is crutchy. <gasps> I I love Hugo. I love Hugo so much and I will stand by that. Um Okay. The Jack. Who is it? I feel like Miles could make a good Jack. Mm-hmm. Uh because you know they they're both the very um I have a I have a thing in my heart that I'm trying to get to but I can't get it. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it be a a concept or an actual place, cough cough time, cough cough Santa Fe. Um <laughs> Um, okay, Winnie. Mm, this is very controversial because See, the I whole... feel like Winnie should be should be crutchy. I do see that because, and then I feel like Jesse should be Jack because they got like that whole little friendship of like I'm the gonna make friendship. your life great kind of situation. True. True. You know what? Plot twist: cast Hugo as Les, cast Constable <laughs> Joe as Davy. <laughs> cast may tuck as meta um who's Catherine? angus is pulitzer um and mm, mm, mm. <laughs> who is Catherine? because that's such that's such a small cast oh wait the yeah. man in the yellow suit would be pulitzer what am i saying <laughs> angus would be the guy from the deli oh, oh the guy from my the deli because he doesn't have a name my sister was trying to call me i'm sorry no, it's, totally it's like Mr. Jacoby or something like that. Yeah, I think um, uh, uh, we need a Catherine. We cannot oh, leave this undone without uh, a Catherine. Basically, oh, me and my friends said we said that one ensemble member who plays like a uh, twenty-year-old Winnie. We cast. Oh, yes, so that's what we did. So that's what we did. The, the story of Winnie Foster. Yeah, yes. so, like ten-minute uh, sequence. Yeah, I love that. I love that song. I can go on forever about that. I have friends that like love Tuck, but would skip the story of Winnie Foster. I'm like, why? It's literally so beautiful. It brings me to tears. Emily played Winnie Foster. You were, I did. Yeah, I did. It was a very fun experience. (laughs) The other day, actually, I was like listening to Top of the World. I was like full on like performing it on my stairs. And then I realized like all the windows were open. I was like, oh, shoot. (laughs) Oh yeah, my no, goodness. I love that. That's such I a good find like, it. Um, that's such a good like, I always listen to that song when I'm on an airplane. It's very it's very, oh, like really nice. fills in the whole environment. <laughs> I, I just say I, I someone says top of the world and I think of the fifty four below video of, of Ben and how often he does this with his hand <laughs> as he's singing. No, like we unemployed. Unemployed oh, the time. Unemployed in the, the off timing. Mm-hmm. Claps. Claps. My favorite thing in the world. Ben slows <laughs> down, but then Josh speeds up, so it's just like going. Yeah. They got it eventually. They got yeah. it eventually. <laughs> oh, <Towards nice>. <laughs> I, love I was them. actually talking to my friends about Tuck the other day. I was like, can we just appreciate that one part and live like this when Andrew uh goes uh which was like um Hello Tree Gap New Hampshire? And I was like, it's so yeah. cool. Yes. One moment. The, I I love fangirling over that show because I I obviously think that it deserved a longer run yes um 
I I think the set of it was absolutely stunning. <laughs> I, you know, people fangirl over the giant tree, but the thing I fangirl the most over is um the the moving silo. <gasps> Makes me so so happy. How uh 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 I love it. I can go on and on about that freaking show. <laughs> I love it so much. Yeah. Well, one that just popped into my head because I didn't know tech was a thing till like a month ago because oh. uh, me and my friends, we do this, like, uh, we have this list of musicals that all of us have not listened to and we like rate it. And so one of them was yeah. last year. I was like, isn't that a book? And so then I listened to it and I was like, oh, so I decided to go on YouTube and find a bootleg of it. And so I actually wanted to know what your guys' thoughts were on bootlegs because I did talk about them a bit in my last <laughs> Oh, episode. goodness. Oh, my Bootleg. goodness. So I, <laughs> I will, I will, I will say this. I think the bootlegs can be both very good and very bad. Um, I I stand by, I think it's okay to watch bootlegs of shows that have closed. Yes. Because it's like, how are you going to get that experience? I've also, I've talked to a few performers about this. I mean, I literally know, I, Ben Cook literally shared his screen during a dance class one day to show us a Tuck Everlasting bootleg. And he was like asking us for links for like a Mean Girls bootleg and everything. Um, but it, it, wow. it was, yeah. I you just I um, think, expose Ben Cook on the podcast, but it's okay. You know what, Ben, if you're listening, <laughs> I love you. Uh, <laughs> but we, we all talk about it. Um, but yeah, I, I think that I think that bootlegs can be both good and bad because, you know, there's some circumstances that you never be able to see the show. Um, do I, do I suggest filming bootlegs? No, not one bit. Will I complain if there's a bootleg of my favorite show? That's another question. <laughs> <laughs> Maddie, what do you think about bootlegs? Um, I think that they are a fantastic learning tool. As I was saying before, you can never do enough learning. Um, I always try my, if I have, like Emily was saying, if I have the opportunity to go and support the actors and support the show, pay for my ticket, absolutely. That is what I'm going to go do. If it's closed, sure. I personally use bootlegs the most if I happen to be auditioning for a show to get an idea of like what is the most iconic number of the show like in 42nd Street obviously it's a tap number and everybody mm -hmm. knows the tap number so go watch the tap number and learn bits and pieces of it so you're not completely thrown off at the audition so I think it's a great way to um prepare yourself for a potential role in the show or maybe um to understand the style of the show, but I think if you have the opportunity to go and support the actors and support the performers and the, and the crew and everyone that plays a part in the show, you should definitely go do that before you watch the bootleg. Yeah. Okay, so I just realized that we are like half an hour over, but that's okay. <laughs> All good. <laughs> All good. Um, there is one more question that I literally just got like during this. Oh, we love it. <laughs> um, and they, uh, it was about the classes, and mm -hmm. they asked, it, are they through Zoom, and do they cost money? Yes. So, um, Em, are you good if yes, I take this both. one? Yeah, go for it. Okay. So, the class is uh, $10, and for $10, you get uh, six classes. It happens two times a week, um, and they are through Zoom, and basically what it is, is Em and I just sit here, and we talk about 
the history. We're going to go uh, through different sections, so it's not going to be like all of this thrown at you at once. So every other um, class, we have a guest speaker coming in. We have um, the amazing Caitlin Willato, who's one of my good friends, uh, Cynthia Link, who was in the original Broadway cast of Frozen, and we have uh, Dana Kelly Craig, who is um, the owner of another podcast, so shout out podcast fam. Of um, She's the co-host of In the Room podcast. So we have kind of everyone that has, like, we have all kinds of different people from different parts of the industry. And uh, so every other week they, we have them on as a special guest to talk about how their knowledge of um, musical theater history has helped them. And uh, just so like a shameless plug for more information, if you guys are interested in taking the class, you can um, check out our um, Instagrams and you can shoot us a DM. My Instagram is Maddie underscore Sheffers. And um, Em, you want to plug yours? Uh, my Instagram is m.speakman. Yeah, and um, you can DM us, email. My email is at um, m-s-c-h-e-f-e-r-s and then the number one at gmail.com if you would like to sign up and we'll get you on our list. So yeah, it's $10. It is so, so worth it. It is, it is going to be so much fun and we're not going to bore you to death like a high school history class. We're going to make it super mm -hmm. fun and watch videos and listen to music and really just dive dance into, a dance a little, um, mm -hmm. dive into why, why musical theater history is important. And not to mention that um, the reason why it is $10 is because um, a large part of our profit is going to be donated not only to um, our speakers so that we can continue to do this in multiple sessions um, and get more speakers as we go, but um, a lot of it is going to be donated to the Actors Fund as well. So. Mm -hmm. We, so, we are, yeah. Good cause. Yes. Good cause. Yes. Very <laughs> good cause. Okay. So that is all I have. And I am going to ask you guys to stay like a second longer because I do want to get like a photo. Yeah. But, um, oh sure. my goodness. <laughs> but that's all. <laughs> I know, right? It's like we literally came yeah. from dancing with Josh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you for coming. Yes. Thank so you much. for having Bye. us. This is so amazing. I'm like, go you for doing this. A podcast has been in, on my like to-do list forever and I've never done it and here you are doing it. Um, so yeah, like we like so proud of you. I will, if you like ever want, if you need help getting guests, if you want like suggestions, like I'm a huge, Emily and I are both huge podcast nerds. So um, we are happy to help you in any way that we can. Yeah. Thank you. So much. I don't think I can say that enough, but thank Aww. you. Aw, thank <laughs> You're you. You're so welcome. Thanks for having us. Yeah. All right. All right, guys. So that was it for today's episode. I hope you really enjoyed it. I know I did. It was so much fun getting to know these girls. And again, I have their Instagrams in the description for this episode, so you can go check them out there. And I can't wait to see you guys next week.